0: Oh, on this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we discussed that time travel is still stupid.
1: Satan rolls in with his posse and angels yeeted.
0: Also, this is what happens when you Google sex cults. Let's do this. <laughs>
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. And this week we're gonna talk about season five, episode four,
0: The End. The end. The but end it's not is the end. me. It's not. I, mean, I, don't know. I don't know. If the end came, would we even notice at this point?
1: <laughs> I mean we had floods yesterday, so I'm just kidding. Um yeah, yeah. So, did uh, anything
0: weird rain from the sky did you see any toads no no I okay still no, no toads coming from the sky like mm-hmm. i you know i think that's a that's a positive sign yeah i'll take it
1: i'll take it um yeah we just you know from droughts to floods that's what we do texas that's right? how
0: texas rolls yeah mm-hmm.
1: so how are you this week
0: uh so this week i don't feel like i have done anything exciting social wise uh 'cause I had a a a life change that just took is you know, took up most of the, the past couple of weeks. Um and otherwise I have just been going to the Pilates studio and hmm. rip I think I it's part of it is probably the I came back from a two week trip uh with people and I need to not see people. the people, be around the people and mm. yeah. So lots of I guess, you know, the self care or whatnot. Yeah and uh catching up on shit for this uh so we <laughs> like uh hopefully you guys just a reminder to go find our youtube channel um yes. and subscribe to it because yes. until we get a certain number of subscribers i can't tell you across a quick name it's just going to be like my search regular us, passwords please. so just search for us search for devil strap podcast you will find us uh yes. go watch we've got lots of videos are coming up and they're going to be coming out as yes. quick as i can do them without going that shit,
1: or Or quitting your day job yeah oh
0: Oh, yeah and i do have like another full-time job (laughs) plus like you know there's like my hobbies lira starts up again next week and Mm -hmm. so what about you what are you so you, you your pool almost overflowed i saw that well
1: yeah in the in the the torrential downpour that we had in dallas uh this week um yeah the first time that's ever happened we actually had to like like babe had to like run out and like do the a little bit of backwash. We don't have anyway. So there's different drain systems that different pools have or don't have. He had to ma- like hit a pump. He to had to, to do pump pool out stuff. The water. He had to do pool stuff in the rain. Pretty funny. Um, like haha, funny because what else can you do but laugh at shit like that at this point? But anyways, so that was fun. Uh, but yeah, know I got Duchess's home. That's my Yay. big excitement. I got Duchess back from the shop, so I can drive Duchess. But then she doesn't like to drive in the rain, so I haven't been raining but anyways she also um, doesn't she, like to
0: drive when it's 100 degrees outside she, well she doesn't i don't she like does. to be in her
1: that's more accurate and honestly she drives fine in the rain it's not that it's just not as pleasant to drive because if she doesn't have air conditioning and i don't want my interior getting soaked so you have to like split the difference of am i going to get rained on and get the inside of the car wet or is my car going to be a sauna uh yeah so i just she's, she's been staying home. Um, but yeah, no, um, we, uh, took her out for a little bit this weekend and, uh, working on promoting our car show, uh, at the invasion car show on September 24th in Deep dot invasioncarshow.com. There's your plug. Thanks. Um, but, um, yeah, so no, we're, we've been working on that kind of stuff this weekend and, uh, that's, that's about it. getting ready for next like few months are just like insane for like music and activities. So just kind of prepping for all that.
0: It's exciting. You know. What are you drinking?
1: I am drinking a um, white Bordeaux. That's what the bottle says. It's a Bordeaux, but it's white. I
0: think it's a white
1: grape that happens to be from the Bordeaux region. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, there are white grapes in in Bordeaux.
1: That's a white Bordeaux. It's not bad. Okay.
0: I I usually would think that would be a little sweet, but...
1: It's actually not. And I'd had one before, and I actually kind of liked it that's why i bought this one it was in like the staff picks at total wine so
0: and you just listen to them blindly do whatever the staff tell you
1: i did this time sometimes they're right sometimes they're stupid
0: (laughs) sometimes they were drunk when they wrote those cards
1: well, I mean, I wish they were drunker. This could be hilarious. We would write great cards for the wine.
0: We would write. And I have seen some occasionally that make me chuckle. Yeah. I did buy. Yeah, I ended up and this goes into what I'm drinking. But I did end up like buying a a bottle of wine this weekend that I, I don't know if I'll ever drink. But I was like hangry after working out and going through H-E-B and then. It was like in my head. And this woman goes, do you want wine? And I was like, yes. Yes, I do. Thank you, ma'am. I was like, I don't know how to answer any other way. So then she, I was like, like, which one would you like to try? And it's one of those, uh, our HEB grocery store has one of those fancy um, wine dispenser. I'm sure there is a Ooh. word for this that i have losing. The wine but- tap. Wine tap. Yes. So like the bottles in there and you just like push the button and it pours magical wine. And there was a, a Pinot Grigio that was a rosé. And I don't know, I thought it tasted good at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. But I was also tanky and probably was just like, yay, alcohol. So, but then I just started buying more alcohol. And I don't know why. Like, I'm not even hmm. drinking that much at home. So, but yeah, I, was I happened to, to, I stopped at the Texas beer section just to see, like, what was up. And... They may have had this before and I forgot, but there was the family business grackle in a can. And that is her oatmeal stout that that I really like. That you like. And so, uh, I think it's oatmeal. Hill Country Imperial Stout. Uh, So, if... If you live in a cave or don't know of uh, the family businesses, Jensen Ackles Brewery, along with some other folks. Uh, but this this one is particularly delicious. Uh, I really want their Nitro Rancho one to come out in a can, but they'd have to get Nitro cans. That's probably expensive. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: but it's really good and thick and probably it's good and thick <laughs> Um, and probably too heavy to be drinking in the middle of summer in Texas, but
1: whatever
0: i'm in the air air conditioning and it was like the high today was like 90
1: yeah i think so i mean we're in a
0: we're in a cool wave you know
1: this is a this is a cold front damn it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you drink that stout
0: at least it's not like at least we're not 110 right now so i'll take it i'll take 90 Mm -hmm. all right so
1: you want to get into this episode So I'm going to preface it with saying something interesting before you get into it. And I think this, I'm excited to hear this contrast that Liz doesn't like this episode, but Diana did. Dun, dun, dun. It doesn't always happen that way. So there we go. All right.
0: Um, And. I am really in the minority. This is a fan favorite episode. And we'll get into some of the the, the things that crazy fans did with this. But uh, I, I don't like it because I fucking hate time travel as a concept. Oh. It makes my head, it, my head already hurts enough. Uh, okay. So this was, as we said, uh, season five, episode four, the end. The title, according to Supernatural Wiki and other sources, may refer, refer to the Doors song the end mm. and i'm also really i just the the doors annoy the crap out of me now mm-hmm. they just do um yes. Yes. And so that may be also why this annoys me i don't know um but that song was also used in apocalypse now so maybe we don't know uh this first aired october 1st 2009 uh just to set the mood for that the number one song in the u.s on that day was i got a feeling by the black eyed peas
1: okay hmm
0: that hmm. was 2009 yep it was directed by steve boyam we can remember him from crossroad blues in the beginning and death takes a holiday uh he also he just directed i i kind of love digging through these guys stuff because i keep finding tv shows that i need to watch apparently so he just directed an episode of tales of the golden tiger
1: Hmm. I don't know that one either. I
0: don't know that one either. It's on Paramount Plus, and listen to the summary. Antiquities expert teams up with an art thief to catch a terrorist who funds his attacks using stolen artifacts, and the art thief is a descendant of Cleopatra. What? Well, that just sounds delightful. Yeah. There's huh. heist, there's antiques, there's old stuff. I think there's magic in it. Whatever. So, But it's on Paramount Plus, and I think that's one of the ones that I – have it cancelled because repulse drag race is on it.
1: Why am I canceled any because Dave's in charge of it, so I have like everything for I,
0: I went through, yeah, I, one just because this is you know he, the summer of hemorrhaging money, and yeah. I was like I had to sit I was like trying to cut where I could. Yeah. And to stop, you know, Reasonable. excessively just being like that. Ah, shut up and take all my money. I don't need it. Um. So I went through and was like, okay, which ones do I really need right now? And so that one actually I let go, and then I had to bring back when um All Stars started. So thanks, RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So. so. This episode also it was written by Ben Edlund and there was commentary on the DVD with Ben Edlund, Eric Kripke and Robert Singer. And was, well, I'll share some of the things they said as we go through this. But it was also just really interesting to hear not the director commenting on it. Uh, obviously, they had a lot of praise for what Steve Boyham did and he did a, a fabulous job. And we will talk about all the shit that you know Jensen went through doing the double acting thing uh but they did actually submit this episode uh for consideration for an emmy and huh. did not they did not get to right. that point uh but uh kripke had also said you know if this was a type of they had told jensen that i think it was kripke like if this was a type of show that got emmys this would have been an emmy winning performance so Mm. uh it just like i said this is very popular with fans um it actually spawned its own live journal community called spn the end with 110 journal entries huh including some very interesting fan fiction that we may talk about later in this episode oh no
1: and (laughs) oh no i just know where it's gonna go
0: knows where it's gonna go we don't know uh so also on august 1st 2014 the SPN fandom uh declared it croatoan day and they commemorated the spread of the croatoan virus because that was the day that he went right um yeah. and they wrote croatoan on their arms they hoarded toilet paper so little did they know these Lucky, <laughs> lucky fans. we'll get there we'll get lucky there. fans and also some um uh, a few actually put on pink panties so let's get into this but just kind of wanted to preface that everybody but Liz loves this episode
1: <laughs> all right well here we go uh yeah so this episode kicks off Dean uh driving baby into on a street and parks on the side of the street and it's, he's trying to go into this motel he gets a pre- approached by a I I wrote proselytizer because I was failing for words at that moment when I was taking my notes. But that's where I went.
0: But that was the word you came up with. Like I couldn't think of preacher. No, didn't have it. Didn't have it. I don't know. Street street urchin. Street um, preacher
1: probably would have been a better, more like simpler word. Jehovah's
0: Witness. I don't know. proselytizer. proselytizer. Yeah. Pro- but that's a great word. Good for you. <laughs> it is a good
1: word. There we go. So uh, anyways, he asks, but, uh, but his question for for Dean as he's walking by is, "Do you, have you thought about God's plan for you? And so that's just. Okay.
0: So why in my brain, there is a part of me that goes, why aren't you suspicious of this Dean? Like other people, like, yeah, you walk past, you know, a, a a proselytizer on the street and you're probably like, whatever. But if I was Dean Winchester and somebody asked me that, I would probably punch him in the face.
1: Yeah, that could be a little sus. You're right. I mean, I think I I, I, I didn't really catch it either. I thought like, OK, well, guy because he was obviously saying stuff to other people that walked by. It wasn't like he only talked to Dean. It was just that was a very specific. it was sp- very statement. it was just
0: very pointed. Yeah. And he just looked like milk toast, and I don't trust so, milk yeah. toast. All right,
1: milk—that's a good word too. There
0: you go.
1: Uh, so we got Dean in the motel talking to Cass about the cult, and cult. Uh, Cass is convinced that demons have it, and he's. But Cass is stuck on the side of the road, and Dean's just amused that He's on the phone, talking on a cell phone to an angel. So um, it is amusing. It is, and especially more amusing that Cass is out of minutes. And then I've thought about when or <laughs> when was the last time like that was like a normal thing on a cell phone.
0: Well, there are people who still have, have cell phones but most, of the, by the but most of
1: the plan. But most of the plans are unlimited now. Most like plans are unlimited. I know yeah, there's certain I'm, phones like burner phones and stuff. Yeah, now, but
0: I'm just like when people have burner phones, like what about drug dealers? Like they run out of minutes all mm-hmm. the time.
1: I'm, just, I'm sure. <laughs> I just, didn't, just don't see like them and cast sharing the same issues. but yeah. that's
0: okay. okay. He, he didn't get his... This was not brought to you by Cricket Wireless. Uh, but yeah, but Dean is also just... It, it's a very... Uh, one, I said that he was playing devil's advocate for the fans. I just amused myself mm. saying devil's advocate. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: but really, this is a... Hey, uh, I, I this is my exact location, which is great exposition for the episode. So we're right. like, okay, now we know he's in Kansas City in Century mm-hmm. Hotel Room, which... Mm -hmm. uh, who's century city is that what song is that beverly Hills, century city Mm -hmm. everyone here is so god it's a fucking punk song and stuck in my head anyway so he's in uh century hotel room 113 and just wants he just wants to be human for a minute
1: yeah he needs to fucking eat and nap
0: fair and probably poop i mean probably he hasn't been zapped oh maybe like later on he doesn't have to poop i guess like he's that's probably cured but (sighs)
1: uh yeah so anyways um the phone rings in the middle of the night though when he finally gets to sleep and he assumes it's castiel because it's four in the morning and he's like i have to fucking sleep but it's not sam actually called dean What?
0: Yeah, of course he assumes that that Dusty Yell is booty calling him at four in the morning. Of course he did. Also, good on you for waking up to your phone vibrating and not having it charging while you're sleeping. Like, what kind of monster are you? Like, where are the batteries in that? I guess maybe he charges it in baby, but would he put a cell phone charger in baby? I don't know. I don't know. So many questions, but it's Sam.
1: Yeah. And it's a big deal because, you know, we know that they went through separate ways. But, um, basically, uh, Dean now knows when drink pops a beer, cause he gets this fun information that, um, Sam is Lucifer's vessel <gasps> and he's like, oh, so, okay. So now you want back in is the deal. And he's just really calm about the whole thing. Um, but Sam's like, what do I do? I want back in. What are we doing? And Dean's just like, nah, you just want revenge. Sam's like, no, I want redemption um but dean's like yeah no i'm we're better off apart uh we brought about the armageddon together we you know you just need to pick a hemisphere we're not stronger together we're weaker because we get used to against each other
0: yeah and he also very smartly put beer in his hotel fridge and he just yeah. goes for that when sam calls and i yeah, I could really I could sympathize with this like you when you get that three or four o'clock in the morning call from your friend sometimes it's me sometimes it's diana i don't know but you're just like <laughs> oh shit like i was asleep but i guess i'm gonna go get a beer now and right. so I, and so that's i think also like his point like when sam's just like why are you so calm and he's just like man like after a while like you just kind of get numb to this shit and i think yeah. we can all probably sympathize with that a little bit yeah
1: so uh, Sam's like, please don't do this. Dean's like, goodbye, Sam, and hangs up. And I wrote down, ugh, because.
0: Uh, and I think, you know, this is a, we think of it from a relationship standpoint, too, like boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, whatever type of relationship it is, It's, it's Dean's just tired of being hurt. And he's just yeah. like, it's just going to be easier to be on my own and take care of myself. I may be projecting, but I, don't I have the, yeah, I, what, huh? But honestly, I think that's part of that's part of it. Right. It's just like he's just trying to protect himself.
1: Well, and and I do think he thinks that he's protecting them in a way because he is so convinced that when because he's so busy when there's danger involved worrying about sam and then he feels the sam's doing the same for him and overdoes it looking around for him so he does have a point there but that doesn't I don't, I don't think the ends justify the means blah 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 doesn't matter but that's the perspective and i i do see why that's a valid concern i just don't think you would come to the that conclusion yeah.
0: but i also just but. think that's kind it's one of the reasons but also kind of an excuse for a broader issue that we'll start dealing with in this episode but at least we're yeah. finally dealing with it right yeah uh, so it's great he just so, hangs up on him oh boy yeah. and he goes to sleep
1: yeah and he wakes up and his room is real creepy now it, it and it looks, looks like it may have maybe yeah it looks like it has bit. mold
0: yeah yeah Mold. everything is covered damage. in dirt and cobwebs that's mm-hmm.
1: grody and he looks out his window and uh the city surrounding city is now destroyed the cityscape
0: yeah it looks like seattle 2020 uh but actually what what this actually was was the set from the movie watchmen which also had recorded in vancouver and tie that back into jeffrey d morgan aka john winchester was also in uh in watchmen. So they basically took that set and yeah. then like decorated it up and there are tons of pictures online of this set so we'll we'll share some of those on Insta and in the YouTube so you can see them but uh yeah lots of lots of fun things here. And so he's walking through and one thing I want to mention before we go back to the story is you see like a ton of graffiti everywhere, right? Uh-huh. And of course, there's some Easter eggs. Um, some of the the, the top ones they saw, like if you missed it, uh, was Dogs of Peace, uh, yeah, which that. is
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: a play on Gods of War. But someone said also it could be a shout out to the Christian rock band um, to make okay. it a connection with the fringe element of Christian evangelist that that Zach was t- tapping into. I think that's a that's a that's a lot, um, but sure. That's possible. Mm. Uh, mm. There is also one that says Head's Dead, which was a play on "zeds Dead from Pulp Fiction, but about Hedwig. Oh. Yeah, I know. Hmm. Mm, poor he- R.I.P. Hedwig. Um, mm. And one of the other ones is 2Jane uh, slash Nat S, which is a shout-out to the cyberpunk novel Neuromancer, um, which is, you know, if you like dystopian fiction read neuromancer right I haven't so.
1: read that one and I love that shit
0: uh, yeah and also uh, two James someone was just like oh two Deans so that just some cool stuff about what was going on in the background so I maybe, also have one yeah. thing to
1: add was that the marquee at the theater said Ooh. now playing Route 666 which is a 2001 film starring Lou Diamond oh, that Phillips was a real and, movie? and Lori Petty Tank Girl yeah, hey, I'm girl. telling you. It's, yes, and Steven Williams was in it. Um, yeah, it's a it's a a federal witness runs away, and a team of government agents track him down. But when they take a shortcut on the return trip, they're attacked by zombies.
0: Ooh, do you yeah. love the zombie movie? Yeah,
1: yeah, I've seen it. There you go. I was before was in it. Anyways, uh, there you go. So yeah, it's a real film. All right, so obviously Dean's going to go investigate this new fucked up world that he just woke up in, and he has no idea why. So he's wandering around, and no people really, but you get the feeling somebody's watching him, which they're really good at doing that, but it also gives me TV's. And he sees a little girl playing in an alley with a teddy bear, and... You know shit's gonna be creepy. Like, you know something creepy's gonna happen. Look at her.
0: She looks like the girl from the Benders. Like, <sighs> you know, like it's she's not good Dean. Like there's a little girl and you could clearly see she's playing with glass. Like, you don't talk to that child. You just no. walk you you calmly walk especially away, especially when try she makes sure spits that kid bl- doesn't see you.
1: Exactly. Especially when she starts spitting blood onto the fucking mirror pieces on the ground. <laughs>
0: And yeah, blood coming out of child's mouth like you don't have to be compassionate in this situation run the he fuck just away run so she
1: tries to stab him and he knocks her out and then he see turns and he sees a specific piece of graffiti what does he see
0: oh
1: crow turned it's written on the wall
0: Alright, so this is also, I think, one of the reasons I dislike this episode and even during the commentary, Kripke was talking about, oh, it was Kripke or Edlin their voices were kind of confused, but I'm pretty sure it was Kripke how the Crow Croatoan virus was like, he had this whiteboard of like, things that were unfinished and this like, mm. goes back to season two, like, yeah. when that was there and just kind of went away and mm-hmm. I feel like this was forced like and I know why. It's I, fair. they they explained a lot about why it was the way it was, right? Because there were other things they tried doing, and this is what worked. But it's just it's just so stupid.
1: <laughs> I mean, I can see why that was kind of. I I do kind of. I can see that. I can see like there probably could have been like five other things that caused.
0: I don't think what, you storyline to, to forward
1: the storyline. guess, like yeah, but I don't, I don't think, I think you, you needed need the
0: crow. Yeah. You don't need the Croatoan virus to make an apocalypse. You just had mm-hmm. Lucifer come to earth. Like you don't yeah. need a crow. Whatever. So yeah. a group of men see him and they start chasing him. So like in all zombie apocalypse things, this is very much like 28 days later and mm-hmm. uh and zombie tap. Yeah. Cardio. It's important exactly. for the apocalypse. Cardio.
1: And he gets uh, kind of cornered where there's a fence and then all of a sudden, there's gunfire. What from an obviously a belt-fed gun of some kind by the sound, and uh, yeah, it's um, some military or paramil- paramilitary personnel with a, a Humvee-mounted heavy-duty firepower. And I didn't look up what it was. I'm sorry. Uh, and then a it's probably it's probably 240. But then they had the uh, soldiers um, on foot with. M4s just taking out this mob. So Dean takes advantage of this moment and crawls away quickly so he doesn't get shot with them.
0: Taking out the mob to what? Oh, I mean. They're taking out the mob, uh, the mob of people to the song Do You Love Me by oh, the Contours. Do You Love
1: Me by the Contours. Yes, that yeah. is playing during all of this. Yeah. Which is really like. Awful and beautiful all at once You know what I mean like it's just really It's like the contrast is like Gives you like a little bit of like Heebie-jeebie but it's so Cool that they did that pairing and yep. it's hard to say that about shooting people, but go ahead.
0: Well, yeah, and Ben Edland actually wrote this into the script. So this wasn't even a directorial decision. This was well, it was when they agreed to do it, but it was right. actually in the script and really wanted as you were like watching the bodies get littered with bullets and it looked like they were dancing to the song.
1: Hmm. Creepy.
0: Creepy. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that was the alley that Dean escapes into.
1: It is, but he manages to dig himself out of it. And as he comes out on the other side of this fence, he sees a sign that says, um, "It's a and Virus Hot Zone, No Entry by Order of Acting Regional Command, August First, Twenty Fourteen, Kansas City."
0: <gasps> what? Twenty Fourteen. He's in, He's in the... the future. The future. The future. Yeah. So he so, hot wires okay. a car like you do. Yeah. So he hot wires a car because that still works. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. I thought it, yeah. So. And apparently, also uh, cell towers don't work in 2014. so uh, And
1: the radio doesn't work.
0: And the radio doesn't work. So, if you got silly to get that sat phone. Um, but so well, well, I, th- well he, when I was curious
1: about that at first. Cause I'm like, oh, have we gone to a different network at that time? Is that why the phone didn't work? Then the radio didn't work. And he's like, oh, that's never a good sign. And then Zachariah appears. So, I almost wonder if instead of it being a time change that the radio and the phone didn't work, that it was more of an, oh, fucking an angel's about to come fuck my shit up. My shit, so the shit doesn't work.
0: Blech. I hadn't thought of that.
1: No, that Possibly. was my like, because I didn't think it was kind of like that was kind of like a throwaway like nonsense. Like, yeah, okay, your phone doesn't work. You know, I don't know. That's
0: but right. also, like, every who the time fuck are you gonna he,
1: call in your five years in the future? He, yeah, like, what the when fuck?
0: he goes to the past or when he goes to the future, they always take out their phones. I mean, yeah. and, and granted, if I had my my pocket phone with me, like my pocket computer in the past, I would open it up. It's just what yeah, I, would I mean, fair. and I'd be like, yeah. "Oh, yeah, this doesn't exist."
1: I'd be like looking up the lotto numbers for the following week from whatever time I was <laughs> buying this ticket and this ticket
0: and this ticket. Yeah, you just kidding. you would be biffing the really whole it. thing. All right, yeah. so Zach's. paradox, 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 paradox. Uh, fucking time travel. So <laughs> that was one of the things too. Like, oh man, like they had considered doing this whole thing about like. The future dean remembering the past dean. like, And then they were just like, Ooh. no, this is too confusing. And they changed it like but then right before he have they have went. To...
1: All right, whatever. We'll get into that. Yeah, I, that in a minute. See,
0: time travel, stupid. All right. So uh, Zach has a newspaper and it's got all sorts of fun headlines oh, um, that he's reading. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first he's saying, um, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, the Croton pandemic has reached Australia. And then he starts reading some of the other headlines like President Palin defends bombing of Houston, which we'll get to the rest of it. Because I got I zoomed in on this front page of this newspaper. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and go for this because he goes into it. And I was like, holy shit. So the front page it's the Washington Herald dated August 4th, 2014. The headline is President Palin defends bombing of Houston. Texas to blame for seceding from the union? Question mark. (laughs) Good shit. uh and then there's a another one about homebrew biodiesel is it safe um and then there's another headline about canadian aid shipments to the u.s slow down uh and then there's one about real estate talking about this vacant how the cities are vacant if you can afford to buy now is the time and uh then another one about the weather oddities are today's like past weather oddities are today's reality
0: so that was just a newspaper from 2021, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, President. I also love that their their fear at that time was President Palin. Oh, I just had this like sudden flash of like what her her White House would have looked like. Like how Palin would have decorated the White House. It would have been epic. Okay. So, um we're going <laughs> to so Zach is just
1: so, like oh, and then he co- and then he comments that there's no more sports, just to add into the the setting the tone of this reality and uh, and that. So he's like, I'm in the sports section. Oh wait, there are no more sports. Okay, so he's like, Z Zachariah. Sorry, my notes say Z to refer to him. So I'm like, his oh, yeah, he his name, He um, was using human informants to track down Dean, so he used the, the quote unquote Bible freak outside of the hotel,
0: which is smart like okay we can't find you so we're just gonna put our human get our our human network in there Mm
1: -hmm. and dean wants to go back but he's like nope you're gonna stay here three days to marinate on this on your choices and your decision and i understand that your course of action right now or lack thereof has consequences sorry so by not letting michael not being michael's vessel this is what you get to see what happens
0: yeah, I can also just see like Zachariah as an angel, like yelling at people, like find him, like all in like villainous things, and then like finally like somebody comes up with like the news from the the little evangelical boy, the the proselytizer, and they're like, "Sir, we found him <laughs> in Kansas City," and then he's just like, finally get him, and then like everything just like snowballs from there. Yeah, he kind of he's like. He's a little uh I
1: don't know, extreme in his emotions. He's either like super trying to butter you up or he's fucking mean. Not a lot of in between.
0: He just reminds me of like a man in corporate America, which is terrifying.
1: Whoa. Woo. I've been scarred. I've been scarred. Apparently. I was like, damn. All right then. Uh so here we go. We've got uh, Dean decides where he, where is he going to go when this shit's all fucked up he goes to Bobby's because who's going to believe he's from the future but Bobby probably but it's bad news bears at Bobby's because it's cobwebs abandoned Like looks like someone like rifled through the whole place wheelchairs laying on its side with
0: possibly a bullet hole in it it looks like a bullet hole with blood in like right where Bobby's heart would be yeah so obvious he got shot in his wheelchair and then just left it there which is sad so sad but his
1: body's gone but anyway so they find um dean knows right. i guess he has this the journal stashed there in the fireplace and he goes to get it and in this journal he finds the in the journal he finds a picture of five guys with rifles it includes bobby and castiel are two of them uh and it says they're at camp chitiqua chitiqua
0: chitiqua i don't i don't know so but Chitticoie. dean's like this is clearly where i need to be at right obviously so that's where he
1: goes Except when he pulls up, he sees two guys guarding the property and one of the saddest sights we've all ever seen on this show.
0: Yeah, so I just glanced at my notes and I saw he finds a destroyed baby. And for a <laughs> moment, I forgot, like the baby wasn't capitalized. It was like, wait, there is a baby that was destroyed?
1: Baby's fucked up, though. She's She's been yeah, sitting the, out in this the field for the a important long time baby and
0: not cared is, for. Is, not good she's not she's not doing good so he's
1: very and he's upset about this so when he goes to investigate it he's so distracted looking at her distress that he gets bonked on the head by himself
0: what? What? <laughs> yeah. so. Uh, so this is where we start dean and dean um for my notes i just called 2014 the future dean i call him 2014 dean um and the other one i just call either call him 2019 or regular dean
1: Uh, oh mine is just d and d2
0: okay that also works (laughs) d2 is
1: the one in 2014
0: yeah so obviously if you couldn't tell uh jensen is playing both himself and himself five years older uh and he basically was saying, you know, this was really, really hard, and because acting is reacting, and he said, I never realized how true it was until I didn't have anything to react to. I actually ended up using my stunt double just to be the shoulder and the back of the head, and he's not an actor. And the poor guy gave it his every, every, like, his best shot, and after every take, he was like, man, I'm so sorry. I think there's another story about someone else who's brought up, I think this this was Jensen being nice, but but yeah, so, like, hmm. Which I understand, right? This is, one, like, these are, like, just nuanced things, right? Because it's the same character, but just one who's, like, harder than the other. But and- well, they've,
1: they've had different experiences at this point. And, and they've changed, because people do change over time to some extent, at least in how they react to things and their experiences and all that. So, yeah.
0: But can you imagine being an actor and having to try to figure that shit out?
1: No, it'd be really fucking hard.
0: No, I mean, really, yeah, it was really hard, which is why everyone's like, oh, you know, he should get an Emmy for this. But also, because now that we have Dean and 2014 Dean, that opens up a whole new area of fan fiction for Dean slash Dean. So now, is that just glorified masturbating? I don't know. Like, so remember when I said, like, they spawned their very own live journal? Uh, Well, part of that live journal was also just fan fiction, including. um, I I,
1: I saw that coming a mile away.
0: Yeah, uh, um, I'm sure everybody did. And there were uh, a number of Dean slash Dean entries in there, um, including one called I Only Have Eyes for You. And. Oh damn it! Sorry, guy. I can't. I'll, oh, there it is. Uh, this was by uh, I. Oh man, you should have had a better screen name. I O R H A E L Dash Dreams, Iorael Dreams. Whatever. So, um, in September two thousand ten, they wrote a a fanfic about the two thousand fourteen Dean, reminding the two thousand nine Dean who he really belongs to. And I am not going to read the whole thing, but apparently 2014 Dean gets mad because 2009 Dean looked at Cass and then he slaps him and then says, you are mine, understand? He backhanded Dean and Dean tasted blood. He was totally lost at whatever had made the man whose face was identical to his completely mad. I saw you. yep so lots of dean fucking himself which beyond like also just (sighs) seems very narcissistic It is. i don't know if he's even that narcissistic i don't i really would hope nobody is that narcissistic also like who like you would have to be very comfortable with yourself to fuck yourself because i know what my flaws are and i'd be looking at them on me and being like and then we probably just end up with both of us crying and being like, why do we hate <laughs> ourselves?
1: Oh, man. Oh, okay. So let's oh, get let's dive shit.
0: into the Dean versus 2014 oh. Dean interesting conversation. Uh, starting off with why why should I not gank you? So even in 5 years he's still using that fucking word. That's his favorite word. So
1: 2019 is trying to explain trying to think about how to explain who he is but he's like, look, I'm not a demon or a shapeshifter and um, 2014 Dean says, yeah, I know I've already done all the same tests. Duh. You know, I know you're none of those things. And um, so 2019 mentions Zachariah and then he's like, well, shit. Okay. So and then so Dean 2014 Dean, test 2009 Dean. <laughs> oh my god, I can't even do it. You tell the story.
0: Okay, so along this way too, like one thing that he brings out is that he had a hidden lockpick, box cutter, and switchblade that he carries that is hidden on Dean's person. And yes. I would like to know where those things are hidden. Thank you very much, because mm. that sounds fun. And also, it's really creepy, like pulling things off of your unconscious other body. Um, yes. But so... In the asking the tell me something only I would know, which is also bullshit because shapeshifters get all the memories anyways. So Dean says, Rhonda Hurley, we were uh, 19. She made us try on her panties. They were pink and satiny. And you know what? We kind of liked it. Yeah. Yep. And so that's why the fans wore wore pink panties on Kuwaitoan Day. Of course they did. Um, yeah. So basically
1: 2014 Dean wants to know why uh, what, what basically is guessing why Zachariah sent 2019 there just to show him how bad it gets. He's like, Yeah, this is the coton virus endgame, turns people into monsters, started two years ago. And um so 2009 209 Dean's like, Well, where the fuck's Sam? Which is a very reasonable thing to want to know. And 2014, Dean kind of hesitates, but then some says something about, oh, yeah, there's, you know, a hot, heavy night in Detroit. And, you know, for an understand, he didn't make it. And that's it.
0: Yep. And so that's like, but he also said they hadn't spoken in five years. So basically, what we think is five years. So that is the riff where Dean hung up on Sam.
1: Mm-hmm. So that implies to, to them that this is the last conversation that Sam and Dean ever had was the one they had right before Dean got booped into the future.
0: Yep. And so and one of the things I think comes up in this episode is whether or not this is the future or a making of Zachariah. Like and I I'll at the end we'll talk about what that was but I want us to kind of keep that in mind too because yeah. if this was the actual future like would that have been, like, would that have been the same? Like, why did that get played off of, right? That's a very interesting thing. Uh, yeah. So 2014, teen Dean wants to go run an errand, and he's just like, I'm going to cut, leave you cuffed here.
1: he's like, what, you don't trust me? He's like, yeah, no, I know you, I don't trust you. But guess what? 2019 can still break the fuck out.
0: Yep, yep. So. And also, like, he does, 2014, also, God, that's so hard to say. 2014, Dean. Writing mm-hmm. it was fine. Saying it is something else. Uh, so, but he also points out that this camp is full of traumatized people. And if they see two deans, that's They're probably going to fuck with their heads. Like they can't have the parent trap. But I think that also goes. So, we know there's more people out in this camp. We don't know how many. We just know like there is just like this camp of survivors. It's all we know.
1: Yeah. And we know it's some kind of a compound of some, yeah, because shit's fucked. But 2019 gets out, and who's, who does he see? One of the first people he sees? Chuck.
0: Chuck! And this is, I like, I like this Chuck a lot. This is a future apocalypse Chuck who has, like, made himself useful. Because that is how you stay on Team Apocalypse. You make yourself useful. You don't have to be the one who, like, can kill the bear. Like as long as, like, you can manage whether or not we have toilet paper, yeah. you will stay on the team.
1: And this is where we learned that they have a toilet paper shortage. And I don't think that when this episode came out, that they realized that the first time we had a global pandemic in real life was that toilet paper shortages would be a thing. And it kind of like, it's like, can we blame Supernatural
0: terrifying. for this? Like, I mean, maybe. Was, is Chuck an actual prophet?
1: Maybe. There you go.
0: Uh, So, there's, like, they've got, you know, canned goods are fine, but they're almost out of perishables and hygiene supplies, uh, which starts off the toilet paper thing. But then a woman shows up.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Risa, she is not happy with 2019, but she thinks it's 2014, Dean.
0: See? See why I hate this episode? All right. So, Mm -hmm. she thinks it's 2019. Fuck!
1: She thinks it's 2014, Dean, who uh had spent the night in Jane's cabin.
0: Yeah, so she like this is a woman he's with. They think they're cheating. But then Dean uses Chuck as the shield and it's cute.
1: Yeah, it is cute. And he's kind of trying to like Dean's enjoying it too much like he does. And it is what it is. So um Dean's like, I where's Cass? Let's go find Cass.
0: Well he's actually very excited to learn that Cass is alive.
1: Well yeah. So he wants to go find him. Well, he does find him. And now we've discovered that Cass has fancied himself into some kind of a a love guru that's hosting orgies.
0: Good on you, Cass. Um, He is basically talking to all these beautiful women, talking about how the key to shared perception is surprisingly physical. And I think we need to kind of delve into this idea of. This guru who teaches people. Let's talk about sex cult. Let's go to lore.
1: Oh,
0: lore! All right, so we are going to travel back in time again. Let's get some angel boops on our heads, and this time, little angel boops. And this time I'm craving some good, like, healthy vegetarian food. So let's go to the famous Source restaurant in 1971 Los Angeles. You know, maybe we'll see John Lennon or Yoko Ono or Joni Mitchell or the other celebrities that like to hang out there uh, while we chow down on some alfalfa sprouts and mashed yeast, which they didn't actually serve. That's just a line from Annie Hall, which actually took was filmed a scene there as well. So... <laughs> All right, we're back in 1971. We walk in and we find this indoor waterfall. There's candles and zen music. And the staff are all really attractive. But dang, do they look like hippies. We meet a young woman named Robin who says she's married to the owner. She tells us that every kind of person comes here, man, including a lot of Rich Beverly Hills matrons. We also draw a lot of smiling swamis in white turbans and those flowing eastern garments. Ooh, let's check out this menu. Oh, it's all vegetarian. That's pretty exciting. Mm. Oh look, there's a salad and a salad and a salad and a hmm. salad. Salad. Not not and... the
1: most creative menu.
0: Um I mean, frankly, you know, honestly, it sounds really good. It's just, like, pretty much like raw food. It, but it's this was, like, we'll get into this. This is one of the very first, like, vegetarian restaurants in the States. But let's say if we want a high-protein salad for $3.25, uh, we can get that. That's going to be romaine, alfalfa sprouts, scallions, cottage cheese, almonds, avocado, tomatoes, and a hard-boiled egg. That's our high, our high protein. The Chinese salad, which is also $3.25, has bean sprouts, scallions, radishes, celery, green pepper, cauliflower, almonds, cucumbers, tomatoes, mushrooms, and a special dressing of sesame oil tamari sauce. So it's all just straight up vegetables. Uh, hmm. What I think we should go with is a source special, which is an open-faced sandwich on whole wheat bread. That's topped with guacamole, mushrooms, alfalfa sprouts, tomatoes, melted cheese, and the famous lemon herb dressing. What a salad! Sounds
1: delicious. I would actually.
0: Eat that. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Uh, My,
1: would would eat that? I'm just saying. Yeah.
0: So as we're at this restaurant, we're looking around and we ask Robin, "Who is that handsome man? He's very tall. He's six foot six. He's got these striking blue eyes, long wavy white hair, and he's in a robe." And she says, "Well, honey, that's Father Yod, aka Jim Baker, aka Yahweh." Wait, is this restaurant a cult? Oh, it is. It's a restaurant and a cult. You can have it all. You can have it all. I'm actually pretty good. It was like, I had no idea this existed. This was really a really famous place. And I kind of, this is what happens when you start Googling sex cults in the middle of the night. So we're going to figure out how the fuck this all happened. And we have to start off with the dickwad, Father Yod. Okay, Jim Baker. He was born on the 4th of July, like a Yankee Doodle Dandy, in 1922 to Jim and Cora Baker in Cincinnati, Ohio. His father was a firefighter. That doesn't matter much because he left his family at six months old. So he takes off. His mom, Cora, uh, is basically earning a living as a domestic. But then the Great Depression comes. So she is having to move all around to feed the family and or the just you and because i don't think he had brothers and sisters if he did it doesn't say uh so but he's also working because this is you know child labor times it's depression and he's doing a lot of outdoor work and supposedly he becomes America's strongest boy at age 12. Like it was a thing that was given to him. He gets really interested into wellness and fitness and he becomes fascinated with the health nut and bodybuilder, Paul Bragg, the founder mm. of Bragg live foods. So, so, you know, like the liquid aminos and the cider vinegar, things. You cider to-
1: vinegar. I think I bought some in my cabinet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that founder, uh, Paul Bragg, so he's reading up about the stuff. mother. With the mother.
1: That's the apple cider vinegar. Yeah.
0: Oh. So Jim is 14 years old and he gets hemorrhoids. He gets hemorrhoids so bad the doctors are like, We need to do surgery. Which it pretty just means they like probably just go and like cut off your hemorrhoids, but whatever. So Jim asks Mr. Bragg to come to him and help him. And he does. And he's like, son what you need is a low fat five fiber diet so he's like let's try this and it cures his hemorrhoids what mm. Mm. uh which is you know at that time was probably very radical device advice you know just yeah. like you know don't eat the shit in the can eat this like actually eat fresh vegetables because in the 70s like everyone was just like we well, just want to eat tv dinners right right but from this experience like jim in his obsession with wellness and obsession with paul bragg takes this idea to heart that just like food can cure everything food can be the answer so that's the back of his head uh so in 1941 age 19 he moves to chicago uh he goes to the Swedish school of massage gets a job at a printing plant marries a boss's daughter and together they have a daughter of their own and her name is peggy well, that same year, though, World War II broke out. Well, Specifically, Pearl Harbor happened. And so, like, yeah. most young men at that time, he joins. He joins the Marines. And while he's stationed overseas at Guadalcanal, he becomes fascinated with Eastern mysticism and martial arts. He studies Judo and... Judo? That's not a word. <laughs> he studies Judo and jiu-jitsu. Judo like
1: and Judo at the same time.
0: Yeah. they Ooh, yes. So, but also you add in the jujitsu, so, fujitsu. Yep. There you go. Uh, but he becomes a master and eventually becomes a judo instructor for the Marines. So, while he's overseas in Japan, uh, he pops the CEO in his face, in, in his face, and he gets put into the brig.
1: Okay. That's frowned upon. <laughs> That's my military Typically, uh, expertise. Typically, like, I don't know if it was a CEO
0: or just an instructor, it was someone of higher rank, and he punches him in the face. Not a great temper. Browned upon. Not a good thing, right? So he's in the brig, but while he's down there, the ship starts to get attacked. So they let him out to uh, so everyone can abandon ship. But instead of abandoning ship, he takes a hold of the anti-aircraft guns and shoots down 13 planes.
1: Okay, so he's kind of a badass.
0: He's kind of a badass. He's a jujitsu like he like you, when you look at pictures of him, you're like, oh, this was a burly, burly man. He was six foot six, and like I can also just picture him like on like this thing like ah, take that.
1: How, how annoying was this guy though to talk to? I bet.
0: Oh no, he gets. He's gonna get <laughs> real annoying. Well, I mean,
1: just I just mean like in general. I'm like, oh, I bet he's so annoying. Like if you meet this guy, you're gonna know. That he's he, really he's into a Jito health food, and he's yeah. a health food person. Yes, you're going to know that within like minutes. This yeah. is like your equivalent of like a vegan CrossFitter. Go he ahead, is,
0: sorry. He, hes pretty much a for the vegan, era. He is a almost literally a vegan CrossFitter because he's really—he's really into exercise. He really mm. is a vegan. He's really into raw foods, but all right. So sorry. the the ship sinks sadly he doesn't die I guess he probably just like it doesn't say what happens like how he got off the ship sinking uh, he probably like swam 10 miles or <laughs> rode a dolphin or something um, so he goes back to Chicago and he hooks back up with his wife and his, his daughter but also just starts doing sorry the um, the family business fear is making me burp a lot I will probably edit most of that out but just <laughs> so you know that's why there's some pauses here uh, it happens so he's doing a bunch of random stuff in Chicago. Like, he opens a gym, he tries acting, he's teaching jiu-jitsu. And then he's just like, oh, hey, they're holding auditions for Tarzan in L.A. So he just jumps on a motorcycle and goes to California, leaving Margaret and Peggy behind. Bye. Huh. I want to nice. be Tarzan. Mm. So he gets, to, he gets to L.A. and they're like, you're too big to be Tarzan you're you're a very large man yeah so he that is not fulfilled but hmm. while he is there he does meet a woman named elaine and she becomes a second wife after knowing him for six weeks
1: oh. so
0: yeah yeah. so okay Uh, He is supporting them, making belts and sandals, and they both start getting really into countercultural philosophies. So Eastern Misses, like more, you know, we want to learn about yogis, we need a guru, all the stuff, which is great. In 1955, when he was 33, this is also something I kind of respect, but so he had a neighbor who had a pit bull. And the neighbor was apparently treating the pit bull badly. So he went over to tell the neighbor to knock it off. The neighbor oh. then pulled a knife on him. Then Jib killed him with his bare hands, and basically judo chopped him to the throat, <laughs> and he died.
1: Did you remember that famous YouTube video for a minute where it was the the was it the redneck ninja and he'd be like Judy chop? It was a YouTube video. It was like when YouTube like for you. Oh god damn it! I'm going to, to find it now. Yeah,
0: we'll find it. He, it. he called
1: it a Judy chop. And a Judy he chop. to do it? Yeah, it was yep. a Judy
0: chop. So, well, you know, not great murdering somebody. Not also, but also the guy was treating his dog poorly, and you should die. So, eh, this one I'm kind of okay with, um, and so was the jury, and mm-hmm. he was acquitted on self-defense. Uh, So apparently this this time killing somebody really struck a nerve and he was like digging deeper into this whole wellness mysticism shit. And Mm. so he and Elaine opened what is ostensibly the U.S.'s first organic restaurant named The Aware Inn on Sunset Boulevard in 1957. Uh, It was very successful and a Hollywood hotspot so all of like garbo and other people are like no she was old at this time but the important hollywood people are coming into here because they're just like ooh, good food and and so all these hot women are coming in and baker's a dick and he just starts shooting on his wife a bunch so in this goes on and in 1962 he starts bonking an actress named jean ingram and while she was separated from her husband her husband disagreed that they were separated So he finds out that this affair is going on. And in 1963, he walks into Jim's office with a gun. At the end of whatever happened, uh, this husband was shot and also judo-chopped to the head and was dead. Hmm. So he's now killed another man.
1: Yeah. Now, 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 like the first one, okay. The second one's like, oh.
0: I, I'm sensing so a, habit. It a
1: habit.
0: Yeah, so this time he does get convicted of manslaughter, but mm-hmm. due to all sorts of things from the public and all things that are going on, uh, he was sentenced to five months and gets out in three months. And But this also just kind of made him a bigger celebrity and the mm-hmm. restaurant business just, just booms at this, right? Uh, So he and Elaine open a couple of more restaurants, but he just keeps whoring away. And eventually, after 17 years of marriage, Elaine divorces him in 1965. And in the divorce, she she kept the aware in and he kept the restaurant, the old world. So Hmm. In 1966, he decides to go to Samoa to find himself, and I don't know if he was looking for the rock or what was happening there. Uh, Apparently, according to him, he saved a tribe with organic food and was awarded the chief's daughter. And if this was true, he also left her, and he goes back to L.A. So he's back in L.A., he's 45 now, and he meets a 19-year-old French hippie named Dora. Oh. We're going to start seeing a pattern. So he's 45 and she's 19. Um, Dora is like, hey, have you tried this acid or any of these other drugs that I have? Oh. And he is like, woo, I have not. And so he just gets really heavy into boozing and drugging. And he starts stealing from his own restaurant the invested investors of the restaurant do figure this out and so he ends up selling his restaurant and he and dora go to mexico where they are married of course yeah so in 1968 they come back to la and supposedly he meets a stranger named ray feldman in hiking in the valley which is also it's la i can honestly see like we were hiking in the in the canyon, and then I met this actor, whatever. Uh, so he tells Ray all about Jesus's secret vegetarianism, uh, based on some scriptures that he found. That it's basically like QAnon level conspiracy shit of the 60s, you know, like okay, like in the back of some magazine, it was like these gospels exist, and in these gospels, Jesus was a vegetarian, and that For was sure. his whole message and so this guy was like this sounds great here's some money and so the source restaurant is opened on april 1st 1969 Ooh, 69. all right so this restaurant starts and you know it's first off it's like it starts off all vegan which doesn't work and they change that to kind of vegetarianism um the servers so are all hired based on their aesthetic appeals they're basically hiring hot young hippies At this time, Dora leaves Jim and goes to France, and while she's away, he gets married again. They weren't divorced yet.
1: I was gonna say, like, he's got some polygamy issues, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, and so, but don't worry, she got married too, so she goes to France and gets married. Then I guess, like, the other spouses find out about each other, but Dora's like, I'm over you. And, but this also is, like, I think one of the few times that a woman left him, and he's just like, ugh! how dare you this bitch leave me even though i married somebody else but right so he never really gets over her Uh, so one night he's at one of his fancy hollywood parties or whatever goes on in la and he meets yogi bajan uh who was a kundalini yoga master and according to jim he was upset that bajan was getting more attention than he was and he goes to leave me home. nobody likes me here and bajan put a hand on his shoulder and said son and invited him to morning meditation so of course jim i grew up without a father figure and i wanted to just go to every man who calls me son it's just right. like yeah I, this is my dude i'm gonna you know he's my guru yes so he starts following him around he starts dressing in all white robes and converts to sikhism which uh Bajan was also a member of um then he starts getting a little more obsessed so at the restaurant, he puts cards on the table that says Bajan is God. And Bajan is like,
1: no, no, no. I'm hey, not really God. What? Hold what, on. What?
0: So he sends people, to, like guys over, like take those cards off. So these guys, like Bajan's guys come and they take the cards off. And Baker just makes new ones and puts them back. And then Bajan is like, all right, you're banned from my ashram. He bans him. Then he, Jim just like breaks into, breaks into it. And who knows where this would have gone. If there hadn't been another 19 year old. So now um, he meets this lovely young woman named Robin who Uh. likes to go eat at the source in a white bikini. And she's a dancer at the whiskey, uh, just partying cool chick. And he just starts stalking her. And she keeps asking her out and she's like, I don't want to go out with you. He starts following her up and down Sunset Boulevard in his car while she's walking. I mean, like uh, come out with me. Come out with me. Hey, baby, let's go to this Kundalini yoga class. You'll love it. Like, turn on, man. And she uh, and finally, I think, out of just like desperation or frustration, she is like, All right, if I go out with you, then will you just fucking leave me alone? Which right? I hate that I know as a woman <sighs> we've all been battered into this. And met, like hashtag, no, don't do that anymore, ladies. No, we're mm-hmm. done. We're over that. So but then something weird happens. Well, weirder than whatever has been happening <laughs> already. So Robin agrees to go out with him. And instead of what her plans were for that night, and her plan for that night was to go to her friend Sharon Tate's house. <gasps> Guess what happened at her friend Sharon Tate's house that
1: Whoa, night? Oh, Sharon Tate got
0: killed. She got killed by the Manson family. So Great. Yeah. So the next day, Robin wakes up and she hears this. And she's like, oh... Oh shit, this is d- destiny. This destiny. is fate. Jim's a prophet. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, she becomes his first disciple. They are married three months later. Of course. So by the fall of 1970, the restaurant is failing because Baker's just not that great at running a business at this point. Right. So he is like, I'm going to go to India and go visit my friend Yogi Bhajan. Uh, while this is happening robin's like cool he's gone and she takes over the restaurant and makes it work like oh, every like okay. all the staff like gets into shifts and like basically yeah she, yeah. she runs it yeah she she's it. just like okay th- which i feel like this is like the uh gordon ramsey's hell's kitchen where it's just like the one like if he did that one guy just left the restaurant would be fine
1: yeah the one toxic person in the business. Yep. Yep. Like, no, no, you can still be the owner, but you can't fucking be here.
0: Yeah, you can just, just be the owner in another building or another country. Yeah. So while he's over there though, uh Baker does get the revelation that no, he's not meant to follow spiritual leaders. He is a spiritual uh, leader.
1: that's You know, that was the last piece that just had to fall in the place for him. Oh,
0: no, there's other Uh, pieces that have to fall in, like uh, young women's vaginas. But so uh, he comes back and he's like now he's just like dressing full on guru. He's just in his little his flowing robes, his hair is growing out, getting all like nice and guru-y. And he starts calling himself Father Yod, which is a takeoff of something to do with Yahweh. And he starts building his. I just think of Chod. Yep. Yep. I just we may just call him Father Chode for the rest of this episode because it's not wrong. <sighs> so um he wants to build the enlightened human race and Robin becomes his biggest advocate and promoter because you know mm. he's a prophet. And the restaurant starts having Sunday morning meditation class. And Baker is there and he's teaching classes in meditation, religion, Eastern philosophy. So part of it is just like him being like, this is how you meditate. Also, like, this is how you do the weird kundalini yoga breath. And if just YouTube kundalini yoga and you'll see what the breath is. It's I've done it. It's weird. Um, But he's just channeling the word of God and just like rapping with his students. You know, just like, hmm. And mm-hmm. In 1971, he and Robin together write the book Liberation and includes his Ten Commandments for the Aquarian Age because, oh, yeah, also, he's convinced we're living in the Aquarian Age. He's one of them. I guess they're all – this is the 70s. Everyone's a cult. Everyone is into a cult. Uh, a cult and cults. Oh, uh, true. So he writes his own Ten Commandments. Um, we don't have time for me to read all of them, but we'll, we'll do a cherry pick. Like they did. So they basically just cherry picked from other religions. They're like, we're taking the best parts, which is what I think most religions do. Uh, So his first commandment was obey and live by the teachings of your earthly spiritual father, aka me. Hmm. Number two, love your Hmm. earthly spiritual father more than yourself, aka me. These are very
1: convenient. Very convenient.
0: Right? Isn't that? so good that like he 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 was able to get these um so um part of it is a harm not one of your body parts either by neglect food drink or knife that goes into things later but one that's you need to be a vegetarian eat Mm -hmm. eat well don't do don't drink even though i used to be an alcoholic not anymore i don't think i am uh but i am i'm still drinking um don't do drugs except for the drugs that I'm going to give you or that we're going to do together. Uh, Right. But the knife part is also one of the, the fundamental belief that uh, met Western medicine is not something you should be doing. Hospitals, doctors, those type of things. And um, there's another important one that we'll get back to later in number six was the man and his woman are one. Let nothing separate them. So, this is like, hey, me and Robin, like, we're monogamous, we're together. Don't mm-hmm. let anything separate you guys. Are all going to get married to each other eventually. I'm yeah. going to tell you who you're marrying, but they're going to be monogamous. That's that's the thing now. And his students, like, you know, they're like, these are great, man, groovy. And they start dressing like him and calling him father and doing what he said. And he liked it. Uh, And so one of the things that he really does also is kind of like this love bombing. And so, like, when you, like, met him, he would, like, hug you and whisper in your ear, welcome home. I am your father and you are my child. Ew!
1: I mean, I'm sure yeah, Ew! I mean, I bet like it was intended to be very comforting, and I am sure for certain people that could be, but no.
0: If I was a nineteen-year-old woman and a forty-five-year-old man hugged me and said that in my face,
1: would you kick him in the balls?
0: Oh yeah, I'd probably rip his testes off, but. I would also vomit on the spot. That's disgusting. That's gross. Yeah. But these are kids, both, you know, men and women, uh, with a lot of daddy issues. And yeah. you, that's why they're looking to join a cult. Things are really mm-hmm. fucked up in the 70s because it's mm-hmm. the 70s. Uh, yeah. So this all works for them. This is great. So, March of 1972, uh, Jim decides that, hey, my employees and my followers, they're so burdened by rent and paying your bills and the man. So, fucking man. Why don't you just give me your money and we'll all move into one house? Oh, we'll way just, easier. So much Gosh. easier. So, at first, like this is all really great because he gets a mansion and he gets a 24 bedroom mansion called the Chandler Mansion in Los Feliz. And it was pretty swank. It had like an Olympic sized swimming pool. And this becomes known as the mother house. And So while you're there, you get to, like, get up at 3 a.m., go swim in the pool, meditate with Jim. You got to smoke your sacred herb, but you only got to do that a few times a day. You're not getting high. It's your sacred herb. Um, It's
1: part of meditation. It doesn't
0: count. Also, Jim and Robin don't live there. (laughs) They live in their own place, like, above the restaurant, because I think they're just like, what the fuck? We're not living with all these people. But... Uh, so that's how it starts off. Um, then they're also like, "Hey, Jim's like if your flesh family, which is such a gross term, your flesh family is not joining you, you need to cut ties with them because they're not mm. they're not good for you. And a lot of the people who are following and working in the restaurant were underage kids, especially underage girls, mm. and the parents weren't that happy about that. So Jim did have a solution. Get married. So a lot of the, un- all the, you come in as an underage follower, you got married to somebody. So then like they couldn't come in and saying we're doing statutory rape. This is a marriage, which is why child bride things are terrible. All right. So say like, I want to live at the mother house. This sounds great. I've been going like going to the source and all these hot hippies are there. So
1: smoking weed and swimming all day. So, I mean,
0: yeah, it sounds great. Um, all hundred of us living in one house. This sounds great. Uh, so, if anybody came up to the restaurant or thing written, like express an interest, they, um, they would get Jim's written words of liberation and the Ten Commandments and get invited to a morning meditation. After they did that, they would had three visits. Then Jim would ask them if they were devoted and they would have to convince him that they really wanted to be there. And so they did that by giving him all of their shit.
1: As I say, but how do, how do you show your devotion? <laughs> here's my money
0: here's all my monies take my monies money please all right so (sighs) then they would move into the mother house and then get oh by the way these are father jim's new teachings uh you have to follow these please keep them in your notebook and don't tell anybody uh you are sworn to secrecy about what happens here oh and one more thing you need to change your name so Everybody who was a part of the family changed their last name to Aquarian. And Jim would give them first names like Electricity, Isis, Sunflower, Mushroom.
1: I mean, did he pay them at random or did he try to, like, make it match their personality?
0: He, especially, I think, a lot of, like, so Robin becomes Aum. <laughs> no.
1: Just a noise.
0: <laughs> it spelled like a h, like o h, it like oh. Om. Oh. um. But I think they always had like a story. Yeah, like
1: Pia, it's not even a fucking name. Yeah, Anyways.
0: i Yeah, but so Isis is like the uh, she becomes a story, and we'll, we'll hear more from her later. But yeah, and so but I like what happens like and there's a really great biography by the woman named Mushroom. But I'm like, what? Are you got the name Mushroom, right? Like, maybe, she ate,
1: maybe she ate a lot of mushrooms.
0: Uh, perhaps. or But also, like, electricity. Like, hi, I'm electricity. She, she had an electric personality. And these names, like, clearly, they also just go down to, like, all the family. Like, because a lot of kids are being birthed in this house too, right? Like, this oh, is just God. happening, right? So much that uh, 1972 in April, a 15-year-old girl named Heaven Mm -hmm. was having sunflowers kid now sunflower is 28 um they got married because her parents are like why do you run away from home we're sending the cops after you and this is one of those you're going to get married so Mm -hmm. she's having sunflowers baby and baker is like well we're going to have this at the house so it's at the mother house you know for holistic reasons not so we didn't have to explain to a hospital why this 15 year old girl was having a baby right Uh, so There are a hundred folks at the mother house. They're watching heaven go through her 22 hours of labor. Oh, God. And I will tell you, spoiler alert, in the documentary on the Source family, it's in there. The Mm -hmm. whole, the birth, the entire birth, the. Wow. Yeah. So after 22 hours, the baby is finally born, stillborn. And it has Mm. an umbilical cord wrapped around his neck. What also in the
1: movie? Oh
0: God! Yeah. So watch like this head like coming out of this bushy badge of a fifteen-year-old, which is horrifying. uh So it comes out and it has the umbilical cord around its neck, and everyone's like, "This child is dead." Then Jim takes the baby. Basically, tells God like, "If you make this kid okay." I won't do nothing but say the word of God forever. And then he unwraps the cord from its neck and the baby starts breathing. It's a miracle. Hmm. Hmm. So now everyone's
1: I mean you just stopped suffocating it. That's that's what happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But everyone is science. Or God. Or Jim Baker. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, God. Yeah, go
0: yeah so everyone is further convinced that he's awesome. And yeah. so, but then, you know, so things are going on. The seer is going through. And he meets a 19-year-old name. Uh, I forget what his her actual name was, but her name gets changed to Makushala. Um, and when he meets her, he gets a revelation. Oh, women should be able to choose their own partner. Ah, clearly, I love women.
1: Yeah, I don't think that was his motivation.
0: Yeah, so this revelation means that he and Makushala should bone. And Robin's like, hey. wait. What about that commandment? Wait a minute. We made a fucking commandment. It's not like we even just like made our marriage vows. You made a commandment, asshole. And he is like, you're stunted spiritually. And then she's just like, you're a perverted old man. I'm sorry. No, she says, you're a dirty old man on a lust trip. Ooh. But she stays with him.
1: Of course she does.
0: I don't. So she stays with him. And eventually, like baker gets up to 14 wives most of them underage um and so this is upsetting to she still
1: stays with him okay like that yeah. one like yep
0: yeah. he has uh 13 wives plus robin and a lot of the times like when he was preaching it was and you'll see you can see this on the documentary he just talks about balling, which is his code word for fucking and like how good it is to be balling, and like I hate this guy so much, so much. All right, so they're at their mother house, and they've been there a couple, a year or two. He's just, he's just eating veggies and fucking
1: teenagers. That's his life.
0: Yeah, yeah, been doing drugs, you know, tripping, and you know, smoking the sacred herb and balling and reaching enlightenment. So, sure. And by 1973, though, the neighbors of the mother house are starting to complain. And part of it is, hey, Manson just happened. We don't really trust cults right now. They're kind of sketchy. But also, I'm betting they were shitty neighbors. Like
1: they were probably not the best.
0: Like a hundred people at a house, like, you know they're naked everywhere. You know they're fucking everywhere. You know they smell. You know that like they all smell. They're like, no maintaining
1: matter- the yard.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're like farting carrots every day. Like, you know, it's just like, once a week, like, they would mm. all get into, like, their little vans and, like, go and, like, go to the beach together and, like, their little white outfits and, like, go and... The- oh, God. Oh, you just know... Oh, they know. sound
1: so annoying. They sound terrible.
0: They were... The, you know they were the worst neighbors. And finally, like, the, their landlord is like, hey, we're not renewing your lease. <laughs> which this also, they were crazy. leasing this mansion, which I think is hysterical. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, So, they move from the 24-bedroom mother house to the father house which is a three-bedroom house in in nickels canyon oh yeah. oh so is this
1: like bunk beds
0: going on yeah so they actually added three by six foot cubby holes to the bedrooms so everyone's getting My like pods this, like japanese pods It's so they were they were re- like that was actually the, the size of it was like the japanese escape pod that's what everybody had for their family living space, too, probably, not just, like, their own. Because remember, they're, they're having kids, right? Um, there was also no stove in the kitchen. I'm not sure if this was the father house or the mother house. I think it was the father house. And according to Isis, you know, there is no need for one. The family eats just twice daily uncooked fruit and nuts and seeds, and milk and honey. This morning, the women served a pie of crushed nuts topped by guacamole, sliced tomatoes, and alfalfa sprouts, a fruit and nut salad, sliced bananas with yogurt and carob dressing, wheat rolls with herb sauce, and milk. So these people are eating this, and there's like one bathroom. (laughs) It's all so much fiber fiber and probiotics <gasps> you know that was disgusting alright so at this point also uh, he decides that they need a band so because living next door to that's these what fuckers are not what Right. Is
1: bad music.
0: Yeah, so he gives the drummer, uh, whose name was Octavius, a budget of basically either somewhere from thirty to fifty thousand dollars, which is basically a couple hundred thousand dollars in today's money. Uh, yeah, to buy instruments and recording gear to set up a studio slash rehearsal space in the family garage. Theoretically, they soundproofed it, but I doubt it. Um, so the the band gets formed with Sunflower. So heavens partner and a guitarist named Jen D J I N like the Jane like the Genie and yeah. so they make aquarian music as Father Yode and the Spirit of 76 because also Father Yode was obsessed with the founding fathers <laughs> and stonemasons personally because he was born on the 4th of july i told you he's a yankee doodle dandy so he Uh, beams the band the spirit of 76 weird it's so So weird. weird and so while this band is going on he's like clearly i need to be the singer and he becomes the singer and he also plays some kettle drums. Um, he doesn't like the beat of anything. So he just kind of makes up words and lyrics. And and everyone's just like, oh, yeah, so we had to go improvisational. We'll get back to what happens to the spirit of 76 in a minute. All right. So like I said earlier about the kind of the health thing, Baker had come to this belief, and it's something from other mysticism practices that, The blood platelets contain a person's memories so that when you die, you have to be unembalmed Mm -hmm. for three days and your blood goes through your body and you remember everything that happened in this life so you can learn from it, reincarnate into the next life, right? So because of that, that's one of the reasons that you can't go to the hospital because what if they give you a blood transfusion, do all these other things that fuck up your thing. So, But we have all these people living in a tiny house and they're not hygienic because you can't be. And so just staph infections just start breaking out all over the house. And they, they try chanting. They try visualizing the staph infections away, but somehow that's not working weird yep so but at this time a young mother uh she got a staph infection and she gave it to her baby through nursing Mm. and Mm. she's just kind of sitting there going like do i take it to the hospital do i take it to the hospital do I?" and finally she's just like ah i gotta take it like no my baby's gonna die like so And remember, they have this the secrecy thing, and they're not supposed to be, like, going going to a hospital, telling people what they do, any of this stuff. Uh, yeah. But she takes the baby there, and they're like, if you waited, like, one more hour, this kid would have been dead. So Ugh. the baby is actually saved. But then the hospital's like, where did you live? How did this baby get a staph infection? Hmm. <laughs> Tell me what's going on. So investigations start happening more. And so Jem decides what we need is we need more discipline and stricter rules. He decides that everyone needs to become a registered Sikh like him because they have a religious exemption from embalming. So if somebody dies at the house, they don't need to go to a funeral home. And we don't need to report this to the authorities. Ooh, that's not sus at all, Jim. Mm. Uh, he mm. also decides that uh, women can only be with the men he chooses and that a woman's role was to attend the earth trip of her designated God-man, which is how what? he described his sons or the men that were around him. God-man. So you're going to get paired with them. Enjoy Octavius. All right. Also, women at this point now can no longer work outside the house and they have to cook and clean instead. And according to former member Laura Garone, uh, he decided that the women in his family should be impregnated and produce what he believed to be a new race of Quarian children. Oh, nice, right? Yeah. Uh, also, according to her, when she became a nursing mother, he referred to her as one of the milk cows of the family. Clearly, he loves. So much Uh, Also they're not allowed to talk to people Outside the family at this point Because that could ruin their purity
1: That's what he's worried about
0: Their purity purity. But he's also doing this for them Because women are not emotionally equipped To deal with the outside world And therefore he and the family had to protect them
1: Huh I mean they haven't been doing it for you know Thousands of fucking years at this point
0: Nope we need Jim Baker to save us So finally, 1974 comes and he gets another revelation. I'm God. Yay.
1: Wow. I mean, he doesn't have an ego at all.
0: At all. No. So, but also we, we're, you're really seeing like kind of this typical cult leader escalation, right? So I am a spiritual man. You're following me. Oh, I need more wives. Oh, I'm God. Right. So he changes his name to Yahowah, and and he changed the name of the band to Yahowah Thirteen. So Yahowah Thirteen, like in three different words, and their debut hmm. album "Cow Attack" is. This is I forgot what rock thing I'm quoting this from, but. Was steeped in the avant-garde funk and jazz of Malcolm Mooney era can with additional vocals from family member Anastasia and two of Father God's fourteen wives, Iom and Aquariana. Aquariana, can you imagine that being your name? I'm Aquariana Aquarian.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't her last name Aquarian? That's fucking awful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean but but, like yeah, the-
1: I, I think that's the least of our concerns with everything else going on. But, name.
0: Yeah, and this day also I'm kinda of like, well, I mean, maybe Aquariana is not that bad of a name. So yeah. over the course of two years, Yahoo13 recorded 65 albums, nine of which were oh, actually pressed, and they all had various names of like uh lanes and lineups in there with different source members. And baker just is like i love being a rock star i'm so cool and so he starts taking pictures with all his wives and actually some of these pictures are stunning and this is one of the problems with this cult and as we get to the end we talk about the documentaries and things it's just like this image of them being super stylish and super cool because like here's like i'm this cool yahweh with all my fucking bitches you know like and these women they're hot like they're really gorgeous hippie women in all these beautiful clothes like yeah and he also is like you know what else i need i need a rolls royce so basically he embezzles thirty four thousand dollars and gets a purple rolls royce to like go running around town they start going to like all the hollywood clubs and they're just balling uh the government says hey
1: <laughs> wait it, a
0: minute and they start to investigate uncle things. sam didn't like that well, I mean, he got rid of Spirit of '76, and so I think once he was like, "No, now I'm talking about God." They're like, No, yeah, hold up, you were patriotic, but now you're just a shitty wrestler.
1: That was their concern. Okay. That was
0: a concern, not the uh, not the any other of the shit that oh, the shit we're about to get into. All right, so there things are starting to go a little a little weird, right? And so he's starting to cling in things and just become more and more mystical. And he really gets obsessed with Aleister Crowley. Fucking douchebag, oh. Aleister. Why does it, it always come down to him? He gets obsessed with Aleister Crowley and the Golden Dawn, and particularly sex magic. So, first off, it just starts kind of easy. And he starts just doing some teaching tantric sex. Like, we were just going to build up, fuck up our emotions, and like on this trip with me and my underage women. It, oh, oh, oh. And. Then he starts introducing Kadosh, which I think is how you say it. That's how I heard someone on uh, the podcast, uh, podcast, the cult say it. So I'm going with that Um, and kind of goes back and forth about what this is. But basically, uh, if you're a woman on your menstrual cycle, you had to have sex with multiple men because your menstrual cycle is full of power. Your blood is. So you need to bang as many men as possible um, within our family, not outside the family, of course. Um, And often one right after the other. (sighs) Um, Then um, the blood was mixed with the semen and not confirmed, but pretty sure they ate it. Nobody will confirm that, but pretty sure. And the reason why I'm pretty sure is that – Garone was talking about there's this this tarot deck. I love tarot decks.
1: I know you do. I just I can't. You'll I know when face. you
0: start googling, you're gonna see the pictures. No, no you cares. will because they're gonna no. show up, and it's just no. like Jim Fucking his wives, like on this tarot deck. And there she says there is one card where there is a naked Makushala she's laying down, and Jim is holding a chalice to her mouth to signify they just did Kadosh. All right, so now we've got sex magic. So that makes a great cult. But you know what a cult really needs? They need apocalypse doom. So now Jim just starts saying, "Oh shit, the apocalypse is coming and it's going to hit L.A. and so we need to leave." So I'm going to sell the restaurant. So which is probably a really fucking stupid move because this was their income. Like at this peak, it was bringing in three hundred thousand dollars a month. At this point, okay. I don't know if it still was, but it was a very successful. I mean, fucking John Lennon ate, like would go eat there. Like
1: it was very successful. It was very successful.
0: Sure. So we sold it, and then he's like, you know. I've had visions of mangoes and so Hawaii is going to be safe from the apocalypse. So we're all going to Hawaii and uh, or at least that'll be safe from all the people we've pissed off, like, you know, Child Protective Services, these underage girls, parents, the government, the health department, the buildings, sectors, various law enforcement. They won't be in Hawaii. Uh, So they moved to Kauai. It's a
1: very long flight. Yeah.
0: You know, so they moved to Kauai and. (laughs) <laughs> much to their chagrin they were not met with lays. um they were met with suspicions and threats of gun violence and the sexy family just doesn't understand i mean we're pretty did you see right. our picture in rolling stone like we're fucking hot and there, and everyone in kawaii is just like fuck you and i wish i there's a, a hawaiian word for uh I'll, I'll think of it later um so basically like
1: like y'all are fucking weirdos just because we live on an island doesn't mean we buy well, your shit yeah
0: and there's also at this time like a lot of cults are just going to hawaii and trying to like set up shop and like oh. also the islanders just really don't like outsiders especially no hawaii. they don't and no. i have a friend That's who lives known. there now and apparently that is you know still the case and oh, it is. yeah so Baker decides that he is going to use the money from the sale of the restaurant to buy a fishing boat and an airplane so that they can see the fish from above.
1: That's okay.
0: Yeah, it's not It's not great. Sure. It's not great. Um, so they're not making any money. Um, they're getting threatened. Uh, so basically they get a bunch of guns they post guards mm-hmm. and they set up a range and jim is like you need to shoot to kill look i killed two guys on bare hands y'all can shoot somebody with a rifle and they're like but we're hippies mm-hmm. we don't believe in violence i didn't i didn't i dodged mm-hmm. the draft to get away from this so things just go to shit and after a few months uh he decides that I need to go find a new home for us. So me, I'm gonna take me, Robin, Makushula, two other wives, and two of our male dudes, and we're gonna go find our new home. So we're gonna travel around the world first class. <laughs> we go they go to India, they go to Egypt, they go to Greece, they go to Denmark, Germany, England, and Canada. Um, meanwhile in Hawaii <laughs> Everybody's starving. They're eating fruit that they're finding like in the like in the jungles, and uh, everything is getting repossessed. And Jim did leave them, you know, instructions on how to get jobs and feed themselves. But they're broken children who they are in a cult, and they don't know how to do anything. They've been working no. in a restaurant forever, and they're really like they are bit like they are shunned from being hired anywhere on the island because like right. they're, in, like, they're We're not... part
1: of a cult and they're outside yeah
0: it was like you can go on welfare here's your welfare it's so a one ticket one way ticket back to the states uh so they all decide they can't wait for him to come back anymore so they all go to they're san bad. francisco to wait for him but they don't have a house so they get four motel rooms for a hundred of them oh no Baker comes back and he's like, What the fuck are you guys doing? Like, you're gonna call, like, all the, like, you, we were trying to avoid the attention of cops. Like, this is, this is not good. And he no. was like, He shames the male followers for not getting jobs. And he starts threatening them, like, You need to find jobs and leave.
1: I mean, he's not wrong, right?
0: He's not wrong, but also, What the fuck are you doing, Jim? Uh, so, June of 1975, uh, he goes back to Hawaii, and this time they go to the Big Island. And everything still sucks. So they just start doing a bunch of coke and nitrous oxide. Um, it's like you do. I mean, mixing it up a little bit. You know, you know things, things are shitty, so let's do some nitrous. Uh, so Baker moves in with a hang gliding expert. Hmm. And while he's living with them, he gets a revelation that he's going to die and they need to prepare. He also decides that he's going to go hang gliding. He's hmm. never been hang gliding. And it's a, weird, it's a weird
1: plan if you've had that revelation.
0: Yep. And this is also an island where people are like, you shouldn't go hang gliding there. Like the winds are really shitty. Like, unless like you're somebody, this is nobody should hang glide here. But he is like, it's fine. Jesus is the wind. Jesus will take care of me. So hmm. he goes hang gliding and he jumps off this cliff. And at first, things are fine. <laughs> the wind is blowing. And then Jesus just stops the wind, and he splats to the ground. Oh, so but he doesn't die. So he's on the ground, and all his his followers come running up, and like, what should we do? And Makusha is like remember you don't believe in hospitals and so they're like what should we do and he's like transmute my pain and nobody knows what that means and they just start chanting like transmute my pain transmute his pain and like while these women are all screaming this is all filmed by the way um so they he's they and they take him back to the house right so they take him back and they're like okay how are we going to fix him so they give him champagne, aspirin, marijuana, cocaine, and nitrous oxide. So and everyone thinks he's fine because <laughs> he just gets too high to feel anything. Yeah. And but yeah, that didn't actually probably you know, all the internal injuries that he suffered when he fell out of the sky. And he dies. So the source family contained. He died out. high. He died f- baked.
1: The baker died burnt. high and surrounded by his many many wives
0: high and surrounded by his many many wives um so the source family does try and continue for a couple of years makushala is like leading it as the spiritual leader with the rest of the wives even keeping Kadosha alive mm. Mm. um but in 1977 they end up going their separate ways and they all have different stories uh some of them were actually very successful there's a few that are millionaires. Um, Others joined other cults because I needed some people just belong in cults. Right. And there are others who still have not let go, who are still, uh, still have Aquarian in their name, uh, including Isis, the historian who is one of the wives who claims that Baker speaks to her regularly and says that she still has work to do. And, um, but also, if you try and speak badly about the family now, like they're still coming after people, according to Garone and other people, like they're really trying to keep this idea of like this positive, like utopian world. Wow. Yep. In two thousand seven, the founding Yahowah thirteen members get back together. Yeah, everyone really wanted that, and uh, to play the release of ISIS and Electricity Aquarian's book, The Source: The Untold Story of Father Yod, and. The band followed up with several shows on the west coast and released the album Sonic Portation in 2008 and 2013 and 2010. Uh, several major musical groups cite them as an inspiration and the albums are really collectible psychedelic rock albums now. They cost a fuck ton of money and they're fucking awful. They are awful. I t- don't make me listen to them. No, I'm not going to make you listen to them. No, I listen to them. I am. My ears will not recover from that. Okay. Don't good. listen to them. Are you
1: not good that your ears won't recover. I'm just glad that you're not going to make yeah. me. But then things well.
0: get even grosser. In 2009, American Apparel teamed with anthology recordings to digitally release Yahoo! 13's music and produce a source family T-shirt featuring a, f- a photo of Jim Baker on the front and the Family Commandments on the back
1: yeah i mean but like also is it kind of like kitschy like funny to like wear some like cult shit well and i'm
0: sure everyone thought it was kitschy and funny except when you think about the fact this is a pedophile who is basically enslaving a bunch of women to do his bidding and then making them drink their periods mixed with cum yeah no it's gross too fuck this but like it's
1: also like people do like wear like fucking like serial killer shit
0: Yeah, but I think these people really aren't like they gave it as like irony. I think they're just like these guys like they're they're style icons, right? It's becomes like these guys were cool, like they tried to they they successfully in some
1: regard they successfully rebranded themselves.
0: Yeah, they did, which is
1: impressive and fucked
0: up. Yeah. So in two thousand twelve, the Source family documentary is released, and this is the one where you can see a fuck ton of vagina way more vagina and penises than you ever wanted to see. And I watched Naked Attraction while I was in England, uh, which, by the way, you to watch Naked Attraction. Oh, shit. Uh, I will explain later. Uh, so everybody in this is like pretty much pro the family. And they interview all these people who have kept their names. They all say like good shit about being in there and their experience in there. So there's still people out there talking about how great this was. Blah. Um, in 2019, the uh, restaurant Gratitude Kitchen and Bar decided they were going to redo the sources menu with featuring CBD doses and optional wine pairings for a $75 five course dinner. And of course, Isis was there to tell stories. So, and everyone okay. who came had to wear white or cream clo- cream clothing. Y'all, no, no. Yeah, so that's the story of how a restaurant became a cult. Huh, that's fun. Yep. Be-
1: so yeah, fucking fucking vegan crossfitters,
0: fucking vegan crossfitters. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, that restaurant sounds I'm delicious, teasing. and I kind of it wanna... does. I, mean... I actually may use that like as a menu for some salads over the next like, couple of weeks. Sounded pretty good. I'll post pictures if I make one. Uh, but yeah, that sandwich sounds delicious. So I was like, and I don't also, want that sandwich. And
1: no, and, no, and no offense if you're a CrossFitter. I just, it's just a joke. And my niece can't do CrossFit. And I don't want to hear about your CrossFit. That's
0: all. I don't want to hear about CrossFit. It's dangerous. I have many friends and family members who are CrossFitters. Y'all are stupid. Good for you. <laughs> good. For, good for them. Good I, I, yeah, good for the. I can't say anything. I have a neck injury from falling off a hoop. Like I can't, I can't be like, oh, you're trying to snatch too much, you know, too much weight. Which it is, it's, 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 <laughs> sn- you're snatching weight. All right, so
1: let's. talk about let's, snatch right now. All okay, right. so like so we're gonna
0: no more snatch. We're gonna, we're gonna boop ourselves back from to the future that's in the past. So we're going to the. 2014 future in the past, fucking time travel. Yeah,
1: and so we've we've now learned that Castiel is a, a having sexy hippie time and has is a sex is a like
0: a love He's guru sex guru. Kind of guy. Yeah, love guru. So here we go. Yeah, um, and he also recognizes that Dean's a time traveler. So which is nice. It's like which is cool. It was like at least I don't know how to explain this shit again.
1: Yes, and Dean's like, yeah, so Dean, 20, 2009 Dean's like, yeah Strap on your angel wings and send me back And so uh, Castiel laughs, I thought this was funny So I'm going this into into this detail and He's like, yeah, I wish I could Dean asks him if he's hot, if he's stoned And Castiel responds, generally
0: Yeah, Cass
1: So Woo! there we go Yeah, I, I
0: actually, and, I, I, I love 2014 Cass, I think he's great And,
1: and d- 2009 Dean asks What happened to you? And Castiel says, "Life."
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, we go. Yeah, I think maybe I'm still um, in the '70s. I'm like, dude, yeah, far out. All right. Um, so, 2014 comes back in an awesome Jeep.
1: Yeah, and then uh, uh, he's about to shoot one of his own guys in the back of the head
0: after so... he toasts him with a beer, which is even more fucked yeah. up. They like yeah. they toast each other the with beers. a beer.
1: Yeah, he's gonna shoot him uh so 2019 Dean tries to like get attention like what the fuck are you doing but um still shoots him anyways but now everybody's seen 2019 so 2014 dean's kind of just like yeah uh just don't worry about it guys i'll figure we'll, we'll talk about it later <laughs> just, like, <laughs> dismisses it
0: well, he's also and just they're like just fine with that they're like not gonna lie God. it's fucked up but i'll tell you later i mean so yeah I mean, if you're living in the Croton virus and shit, it like, it's like living in 2020 to 22. We're just like, oh, okay. Um, Shit's fucked up. I guess murder, okay, fine. murder That's hornets are a thing now? Okay. Yeah. Monkeypox is a thing? Okay. Like, you're just like, oh, whatever. Um, so basically the guy,
1: he's 2014, Dean explains to 2019 that the guy was exposed and was about to be sim- sim- symptom, starting to show the early symptoms of the Croatone virus, and that's why he had to kill him. And so... Uh, and he also goes on to say, look, this is my time. You need to listen to me.
0: This is our time. Also, so, he just calls like, the Croatone people croats, and croats, it's just... Croat. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Croat. No. Some croat. croat. I think it because it sounds like croat. a Croatian slur or something. like I don't know. It just...
1: In- Makes me think of kraut. I don't know.
0: Mm, sauerkraut.
1: Mm. But, anyways, so um Dean, 2009, Dean's like, so what was this mission you were on, anyways? Now we find out that 2014 Dean just now gets the cult. Just now gets the cult. Just now
0: gets They've the cult. They've been trying to find and- this since freaking
1: 2009.
0: Yeah, and apparently also the fans were freaking out because they really thought the cult was going to be like the end, like the answer to the season, of like how they kill Lucifer, and everyone's like, "Don't be that lame."
1: Mm,
0: yeah. So either way, we cut we cut to a little bit
1: later at night. We've got freaking Cassiel. We've got Risa. We've got both Deans talking about the plan, and Risa is still pissed. Um, but basically. We find out that 2014 Dean has caught a demon, tortured it to find out where Lucifer is.
0: Also, this and... demon was a part of Satan's entourage, and I just like the fact that Lucifer is rolling with a posse.
1: Yeah, I was going to say rolling with this posse. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cassiel's like, look, you know, the, this map, this location that we're going to is in the middle of a hot zone. And if something happens to 2009 Dean, then 2014 Dean ceases to exist. And this is where Liz gets annoyed about time travel stuff, probably partially. She's like, this is bullshit. But stupid. 2014 so Dean stupid. is like, well, we have to bring him. So uh, Zachariah is looking after him anyways. It'll be fine.
0: And, 2019 Dean also points out that they are torturing again and so and we, he is not happy about he's not happy about it but so we're definitely seeing within the five years we have shifted back to this aspect of himself that he hated mm-hmm.
1: yeah so that's it's interesting we're seeing that shift he's very like judgmental like seeing himself future self having reverted to that anyways um, and you know, 2014, 2019 is like, what, what are we, you know, what are we really doing here? Um, what is going on for real? So look, 2014 Dean explains to 2019 that Sam didn't die in Detroit. <gasps> he said, he said, yes.
0: He said, yes. Oh wait, this isn't a chair commercial. Oh
1: yep. he, he said yes to being Lucifer's vessel what and so and he he's called like, yeah he
0: shit. and he call, recalls the phrase that dean said to sam earlier and he says that lucifer is wearing him to the prom also earlier uh cast cast 2014 cast uh does when he was asked if like if you don't like the word reckless i could use insociate gamut now i can't even pronounce it Insociant, is it was a word i'd never heard i thought that there's a lot of words in this this episode that i thought were great it's, um but that means to be blithe or have unconcern or be nonchalant Ooh. Hmm. that was such a great well, sat
1: word it's a good word it's a good one um so 2014 dean wants 2019 to see what What was really the fuck going on? So that 2019 can go back and say yes to Zachariah. That's what he thinks he needs to do. That is what 2014 Dean thinks that needs to happen. So uh, he's like, yeah, I've yelled yes a gazillion times and the angels are no longer fucking listening. I begged, but no one's listening. So sorry, I'm fucked. I Which is an up.
0: interesting thing. Like, so like basically we learned like you know, the angels have just given up and they left. Yeah. They they, they left Earth. That's how why Cass is fucked. We'll we'll learn. But like so the angels have just yeeted. They have yeeted out. And yeah. um but it's this really interesting thing of like no num- like 2014 do 2014 Dean knows that. It doesn't even really matter. He was like, "You're still gonna do like you're gonna do what you're gonna do. You're gonna be cocky, and you're probably gonna do this. But maybe if I show you this, we can maybe change, you'll change it. Maybe we can change it."
1: So they're getting ready to go, and Chuck shows up to, and it's really funny because he's staying behind for some but he does show up just to give a hot tip to uh to to 2019 that if he makes it back, hoard toilet paper, I'm like son of a bitch,
0: hoard it son like it's bitch. made of gold. You fucking supernatural
1: is- fans didn't tell us. You fucking supernatural fans didn't tell us all.
0: You knew. <gasps> Kripke, you knew. And, and you didn't watch. Yeah, like, I, I did didn't they- I didn't watch the show until after the fucking they- shit went down. I want to know if like if, like Kripke and like the people who are in this episode just have like warehouses full of toilet paper and during the beginning of the Liz episode. Liz didn't run out stuff. of toilet
1: paper. Hmm. Liz didn't run out of toilet paper. Just- <laughs> Maybe you-, you were paying attention. Maybe. It's okay. We're bidet so, people anyways, so we survived.
0: Anyways. All oh, bidets are so TMI, big. TMI, I know. They're great. Everyone should right. have a bidet. All right. So they carry a caravan out in some really great off-road vehicles.
1: Yeah. And uh, Castiel's popping amphetamines.
0: <laughs> because, sure. Because they that's are the perfect do. antidote to absinthe. Okay, that's so, right, yeah. you know, you got your downer, you got your uppers, and now I'm going to drive Top just balance. fine. We're going to drive Top all night.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good lord oh um so uh dean Dean's kind of like yeah this is it's cool that you don't have like this stick in your ass anymore but and castiel finally explains that he is mortal uh in this time period Uh, when all the angels bailed when they and the angels yeeted as liz says um his mojo was gone so
0: yep and then he makes a very good point that if it's the end time, what else do we have, but to be decadent? And, and at one point he was just like, first off, like, Dean's like, Oh, it's cool that you're human. Welcome to the club. And Cass is like, the angel club was better. And, but he's just like, why the hell not bury myself and woman women and decadence, right? It's the end baby. That's what decadence is for. Why not bang a few gongs before the lights go out. But then that's, that's just how I roll. I love this cast a lot. <laughs> I mean, I would, if he was my friend, I'd slap him upside the head, but he'd be yes. really fun to go get some drinks with. Maybe be in an I'm orgy say with. Like,
1: no, I, don't, I think if, you're, if he was your friend, I don't think you would like him.
0: Oh, no, he would uh, not be my friend for long, because you know how I feel about flakes. <laughs> Alright, so we're we're to go to the hot zone. hot zone.
1: We're in the hot zone. And um, so, now we've got 2019 is calling out 2014 dean for lying because oh, also, he says, and it's,
0: yep mm-hmm. sorry before you get to that uh where they're at is at the jackson county sanitarium and i thought that was like it a is. thing like i was like oh we're at this was this sanitarium in other episodes but it wasn't but i still think it's kind of cool that it's at a sanitarium
1: seems apropos in some ways yep all right um and the the interesting comment here that why i made a note was well I mean obviously it's important plot piece too but the main reason that was interesting the main line was that um, he's seen that lie I've seen our lying expressions in the mirror before like lying to himself or the mirror like kind of a thing I was like so deep so deep yeah anyways so they figure out like yeah no there's no like 2014 he's like yeah this is there's no fucking croats here it's obviously a trap uh, so I'm gonna send my people in as freaking decoys, and we're gonna go in the back and really find Lucifer. So he's sacrificing his people. That's what he's doing right here. And 2019, including cats, like, including cats. like you wouldn't do that. What the fuck? I can't let I can't let you do that. And so 2014, he knocks him out.
0: Yep, he does. Which is like, if you hit yourself, do you feel it? Mm.
1: No, you wouldn't, because their times are too separated. Anyway. I know. Anyway,
0: time travel. Then we have
1: 2019 wake up to hearing gunfire inside the building.
0: Yeah, and And, we can see a firefight. Like, there's just, like, muzzle shots going everywhere. You
1: can see the, the glow from behind the windows. And he walks up and sees 2014 Dean on the ground with a... White shoe with white pants on his head, and it squishes his head. Swishes, really
0: squishes, squishes. Well, he breaks it's his neck, neck break, but still,
1: it was less squishy and more breaky. It's fucking Sam in all white.
0: It is, but it's not
1: Sam. It's not Sam. It's, it's Lucifer Sam. Fur.
0: Sam afer, which is what Lucifer uh, Sam. No, Sam afer is is the the sanctioned the the official spn family name for sam and lucifer's body is samifer and that's fine. got it i i will i will roll with it also i do not understand why with the white suit samifer has that god awful yellow button up underneath it what the fuck is that shirt oh it's
1: yellow it's yellow
0: at least on my screen, it was yellow. It was like a, that weird, like almost like the yellow of the polo shirt he had in the tech company. Oh, like, that's but a very li- yellow. It didn't look like yellow, to me. Wasn't it wasn't that yellow? White. It was like a like an it's like, like that off-white yellow. yellow. Ugh, buttermilk. Ew, buttermilk. Gross. It shouldn't be a <laughs> color of fabric.
1: You. But you know what I mean, right? Where
0: it's
1: like that. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, gross. Pastel,
0: yeah. pastel um, yellow. Just put a white shirt underneath uh, that. If you're gonna yeah, if you you go a white or put a black white. shirt, put a red Own shirt. It. Do something. Just Own not not white. not that yellow shirt. Yep, 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 yep. Own
1: it. So, anyways, so it says, uh, "Oh, hello, Dean. You come a long way to see this." Huh. so basically, um, 2019 tells Sam affer to kill him, and Sam said that that would be redundant since he just killed 2014 Dean. Anyways, uh, but Samifer acknowledges that it must be painful to talk to Lucifer as Sam, but not to be afraid. Anyways.
0: Don't be uh, scared. So, Don't be scared. Basically, I'm we just, get like... Just Lucifer? Yeah.
1: Yeah, we just got... I'm just Lucifer. It's okay. I was the last perfect work of God I just really got sent down from heaven because I just loved God too much and I just you know but God created all these hairless apes and really just wanted me to like love them and I just just couldn't really do that so because humans are flawed and murderers and uh, so I got cast out to hell and really humans are way worse than me
0: yeah so not only did you have to watch yourself die now you had to listen to me blather on about my origin story Oh, yeah. And you must a be sympathy Satan. story you A must sympathy be origin
1: story <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, Yeah 2019, who's like the only Living Dean in the scene now, is not Amused and uh, calls Him an ugly, evil, supernatural piece of Crap
0: <laughs> No, Ugly, evil, belly to the ground Supernatural piece of crap But oh, I think me. this is like a really good point. He's just like, you know what? Like, yeah, maybe you are Satan, but you're also just another monster, and I fucking kill monsters. Mm-hmm. Is what I do. And I kind of love mm-hmm. this, like spine, like popping up, just like, hey, you know, what? fuck you. No, 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 I'm not gonna be your little bitch anymore. I'm done with this this crap.
1: Hmm. So Dean tries to goad him a little bit, but um. Samifer's like yeah i know you're not gonna say yes to michael and you're not gonna kill sam so we'll always end up just right here bye see you in five years bye and dean's like you're wrong but he's crying
0: yeah it but really is also it, there is this like very dramatic just like you better kill me now because i'm not gonna stop i'm coming for you mm-hmm. like a coming for you samifer or lucifer whatever bitch like i'm on you yeah And, no, see you in five years, Dean.
1: And then we get a Zachariah appearance in a quick boop. Boop. Back to 2009 in the motel, Zachariah and Dean. Uh, Zach. So we've got Zachariah is like, you're the only one who can, you know, can prove the devil wrong now. You know, you, you've got to say yes before Lucifer gets to Sam and before all these people fucking die billions of people die and dean like acts like he's thinking about it for a second and then he says nah which i kind of find surprising i'm not gonna lie like as a viewer of this episode i mean knowing the character still i did kind of wonder if it made such an impact and he wants so badly to protect sam that he would have said okay fine just to prevent sam from being sam of her just as a viewer anyways so i was pretty shocked even though he's been such a hard before yeah, but Zachari. also
0: he had that mm-hmm. revelation that he's a monster, right? Like so
1: Right. That's true that he's a monster and, and that the Lucifer's a monster and Dean's a monster killer. So um Doc- Zachariah gets fucking pissed. He's like, "I'm going to send you back." He calls Dean boy. I'm like, Ooh, "I don't think that sits well." Um and Pro tip
0: calling anybody Boy, it's never yeah. a good move, it's just not. Um, it's but not yet, convincing, it's not convincing, but also we just see like this kind of desperate, like man trying to hold on to, like, well, I'm gonna teach you again, you didn't learn all right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like having flashbacks to like patriarchy fathers, like, oh, I'll give you something to cry about, like, all sorts of like, Ugh. but thankfully, he's got a save here,
1: yeah, because Dean just disappears, and stop, stop. it's because. Cass booped him out of the apartment because they had an appointment.
0: They did. And,
1: and then I they like look that at Dean's comment is, he goes, don't ever change.
0: As he looks at him lovingly with his hand on his shoulder.
1: Yeah, because he likes his friend. Um, because he's so-
0: um and then uh Dean opens his flip phone and oh god, it's so satisfying watching a flip phone open. And cast is just like, what are you doing? Do you doing? miss hanging
1: up a regular phone?
0: Oh, I, I, I miss a good slam. I miss a phone slam. It's
1: about a ringtone. Or like not a ringtone, like a, a dial tone. Kind of a dial tone. That's what I've got. There you go. Alright, so now we see uh, Dean and Baby on a gravel road near a bridge. And a Lincoln Continental pulls up like 70s model. I didn't look up the year, sorry. My bad. Uh, pulls up and it's Sam. <gasps> so Dean called him. Yay! Yay! That's what and he Dean learned. That's what he learned. He pulled out the demon blade and he tells Sam, he's like, look, if you're serious, you want back in, you need to hold on to us because you're out of fucking practice, bro. The prost, the
0: prost. I did, um, but I think this is also like men who don't have feelings. This is how there are people who don't have feelings in general. This is how we express ourselves. Like, here is a gift. Here is a stabby. Well, but here. he also
1: said, but no, Dean straight up said that he was sorry and he was he wrong. does.
0: But that's this is just like how you open the this. You need you can't right. just come out and be like I'm sorry. You have to be like here's a thing. Here's a thing. Here's a thing. And now I can talk to you. I was wrong. Which is a huge thing for any That's big. Any apologize say, someone, apologize and
1: say you were wrong is big. Especially yep. when it was a big thing. It's not like, sorry, my bad. I told you the wrong name of the movie. It's like, no, I've like cut you out of my life temporarily. That's a big deal. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Um, And uh, Sam wants to know what made him change his mind. He's like, yeah, it was a long story. Fair. So, um...
0: But it's a long story. story. I still think... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. But,
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, you know, we, yeah. We but maybe but be both of each other's Achilles, but we're also what keep each other human. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's our big takeaway from this episode.
0: I think yep, we're all we got. There's no justice, and we keep each There's other human
1: us. because they both act as their own conscience in different situations.
0: Yep. And then Sam says, "You know, thank you, and I won't let you down." Which is, mm, mm-hmm. Sam, no, don't,
1: don't make okay,
0: okay, okay. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: And he says, "What do we do now?" And Dean says, "We make our own future." Pretty fucking cool.
0: Yeah, but then Sam says, "I guess we have no choice." So something they pointed out in the commentary is, as much as like now, you know, we are working back. The the boys are back together. That this is also just setting up more conflict because we have Dean saying I am team team free will, and Sam saying we have no choice. So that is team destiny.
1: Ooh, interesting.
0: Yeah. So thanks for 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 doing that. So we don't know, but we know the boys are back together. Boys they are back, back together. In town. Yeah. Boys back town. And uh, I think is is are, are there casting call notes?
1: I do have two quick ones. Okay. I do have some, some casting couch.
0: Casting couch is the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La
1: la 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 la. So la, la, uh, first, Risa is played by Lexa Doig D O I G. I don't know how to say it. She's Paige in Virgin River, which once again is really popular on the show Netflix right now. Um, she was uh, uh, Brie in the Chucky series, Talia in Arrow, and she was Dr. Leah Perlman in the V, the new version of V, which is not that new. But
0: did you watch? Wait, did you watch the new old version? The new version.
1: I watched the new one. Yeah, I loved V. But anyways, I know. I, I mean, I never
0: the, watched the new one because the old one. Well, I liked it as. I saw that as like a child like yeah. when it came out and the Fuck, yep. the tongue that there like there was like that one baby that came out and it had the lizard tongue. That has been like a nightmare trope for me for the past 45 years. Like, Yeah, so. Yeah,
1: I I didn't watch the original. Uh I did watch the new and it was one of those things where it didn't get renewed and it was a cliffhanger and so I'm like angry at the universe for like, a year after that. Yeah. Um and then the little girl that almost stabbed Dean with a piece of mirror was played by Devin Dalton. She does a ton of voice work, um, which is ironic because she had no lines in this, (laughs) but she also played Cornelius in Rise of the Planet of the Apes and War for Planet of the Apes.
0: She's got to be a grown ass woman by now, right? That was 2009 when she was in this and she was probably, yeah. There you go. There you go
1: we got for casting notes
0: all right that's what i got all right, well, right let's wrap this up so why did you like this episode
1: uh i just thought it was a really interesting take on it i enjoyed the acting um i enjoyed the well um, i thought it was interesting seeing sam as samifer or lucifer or whatever um and uh it's, it was just kind of a chilling. Well, I like dystopian fiction, as you know. So, like, oh shit! I mean, when I'm not living it, um, I like dystopian fiction. So it was it, cool to see that to me. And then, um, and then, obviously, like, I don't. I was grateful that they didn't drag out like the brothers being separated longer, because I do think that the dynamic of them together makes the show better. Uh, in addition make, makes them stronger blah, blah blah okay it's a television show the dynamics better when they're together that's just what there is the interaction of them in my opinion so that's my reasoning and okay what <laughs> you just hate time travel episodes
0: i fucking hate time travel it's so confusing like it there's is. i can not always- overthink it yeah, I mean, and so one of like my saving graces is that idea of whether or not this was a future or a construction of Zach's, right? So, right, yeah, which is a fair is,
1: argument too. I think there's and a good and according there. to the
0: creators, it was a construction of Zach's, right? So, but, but it's also a possible. It, it a is a possible future. Fe- it is a potential future, but right. I just can't. Time travel is stupid, and it hurts my brain. It's worse than math and i don't like it um however i do think that jensen ackles was phenomenal in what he did um i thought the the steve boyam did a fantastic job of directing um a person on themselves and then like even throwing in some like fun things like you know where they have like you see i forgot to bring it up but like when they're talking when they first are talking to each other and they have like the drink that he gives them you know like so there are those old like Type of things mm. that you would see in split screen acting stuff. So, eh, I mean, I do like the, you know, the rallying cry of Dean, you know, just like we're, we're in this. We're humans and we're taking down the monsters like fuck them. Right. Like I, I enjoy a good rally to a cause, uh, but at the same time, I'm also like just fuck your time travel. Fuck your time travel. <laughs> you could have done this another way. <sighs> but other than that I mean yeah we got I love cult cast cult cast is great and and also uh toilet paper toilet paper chuck. yeah so that's all I have though really otherwise like the episode's fine it's it's watchable but fuck you time travel so anyways uh anything else to add that's all I got alright then cheers jerk cheers bitch Devil's Trap Podcast is a don't get it production.
1: Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studio Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at devilstrap at Devil's Trap podcast.com Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at
0: devilstrappodcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.